Is Toronto becoming a playground for the rich? Find out on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening in. As always, Andrew LaFleur here from truecondos.com. If you haven't already, make sure you do hit the subscribe button to subscribe to this podcast, whatever device uh, or service you're listening to your podcasts on. And make sure that you're receiving my weekly email updates by signing up anywhere at truecondos.com with your name and email. So as I said in the intro to this episode, I want to talk today about the question of is Toronto becoming a playground for the rich? So obviously condo prices and real estate prices in general in this city have risen dramatically over the last couple of years in particular. And the question and rents have risen a lot as well. Well, incomes have gone up only marginally, if at all, for most people. So the question is starting to be asked in some circles, is Toronto becoming one of these um, world-type cities, a playground for the rich type of cities, as other places in in the world seem to be, where you can only really afford to live here, to buy here, even to rent here, if you're extremely wealthy in the 1% or even less than that kind of a thing. So wanted to sort of answer this question, look at this question a little bit today on this podcast by taking a comparison to another city, which can be argued is a playground for the rich. And it was a city that I recently visited myself and took a little bit of a gander and a look at um, the condo market and the real estate market there. And that is Miami. So had the chance to go down to Miami for a few days for a quick getaway. Um, I have four kids, so uh, <laughs> my life is very crazy. And um, any chance that I get to um, to do that with my wife, we certainly take it. In this case, we uh, we did have the the smallest one with us. We have a a one year old, but we were able to leave the other three animals behind. And uh, it was a much needed break and it was great for us um, to do that. And we, we try to do that whenever we can. And we're very fortunate to, uh, to be able to do that. And one of the reasons why is because of real estate and uh, what real estate has provided to us as real estate investors. So um, yeah, another great reminder, why are we doing this at all? Why are we investing in real estate is to, to be able to, you know, to really live life um, on your terms and to do things that, uh, you know, the reality is most people don't have the opportunity to do. And and that's because of real estate and because of the investments and the decisions that we've made in the past, reaping benefits today in the present. And hopefully that's the mentality you have as well as making decisions today to, uh, invest in real estate today that will benefit you, the future version of you down the road. Anyways, that's a bit of a side note tangent there, but getting back to the story. So we head, we head down to Miami for a few days, love Miami, love Florida in general, um, but really starting to appreciate and enjoy Miami more and more these days, it seems. And so um, we were staying in Miami Beach, if you're familiar, you know, even Miami City and then Miami Beach is uh, sort of separate from the city, but that's really where when people talk about Miami, they're you know, and visiting Miami nine times out of 10, they're really talking about Miami beach as opposed to the city of Miami or the downtown Miami sort of area. 
So um, we're staying in this hotel, one of these hotels that also has condominiums available for sale. Um, you can buy a condo in the hotel as well, and you can sort of enjoy the amenities of the hotel and that sort of hotel lifestyle in the building. So I took a look at um, what was available there, went to, uh, to, the, to the sales office, checked out, um, did some research uh, there. And I mean, the first thing that you, you notice right away, the biggest thing that you, know, you take away from this is Toronto is very cheap. Toronto is very cheap. Yes, prices have risen dramatically in the last couple of years, but it's still very cheap compared to um, other places around the world and Miami being one of those places. Um, again, the downtown average, you can, you know, downtown average uh, for condos right now is about $1,000 per square foot. That's bringing you right into the core of downtown. Um, you know, very high quality lifestyle you can get for around a thousand bucks a square foot downtown, which works out to you do the conversion to US dollars. Of course, Canadian dollars are very cheap for anybody who is earning money in not Canadian dollars, basically any other currency out there. Um, Canadian dollars are very cheap. And, and so uh, if, if you convert it to, you know, it's like 750 bucks roughly US per square foot, you're getting into downtown Toronto, 750 US. Uh, conversely, down in Miami, um, right on the beach in this, in this, con in this property we were at, Units are starting from, starting from lowest, cheapest price, um, units without a clear view of the ocean, starting from $1,500 per square foot. $1,500 US per square foot is the starting from price for a low floor unit. We're talking like ninth floor type of a unit without a direct water view. The only way you see the water in a unit like this at 1500 bucks US per square foot is if you stand out on your balcony and you kind of turn your head, then you can see the water. But when you're just in the unit, which you are 98% of the time, you're just staring across at another building across from you and you, you don't even have that, um, you know, that, that amazing million dollar Miami, beautiful Miami beach water sort of view that people associate with being on in Miami and being on the beach. So 1500 bucks US for that. Um, the building itself, uh, you know, obviously it's a it's sort of a five stars type of a, a, of a building and a lifestyle with all the hotel amenities and everything like that. But of course you pay for it. Um, maintenance fees there are very high. They're, uh, I was surprised to hear the maintenance fees are $1.60 per square foot, $1.60, 1.6 per square foot. Compare that to Toronto where really anything in Toronto over 80 cents a square foot is considered high. I mean, even luxury buildings, uh, high-end hotel type buildings, you're usually around a dollar a square foot or so. Um, so this is a $1.60. And uh, the salesperson there told me that's actually really cheap for Miami and this type of a property. Other neighboring properties, she said, are two to three dollars per square foot is normal. Two to three dollars per square foot for just for your maintenance fees. Wow. Um, one of the reasons for that, incidentally, which is something I had never really thought about, but she pointed out to me was because of building insurance. So your, your condo uh, fees cover building insurance that insures the entire building. And of course, if you're on the beach in Florida, 
hurricanes, right? You've got hurricanes to worry about. So um, your, your insurance is very high um, in Miami. Talking about the market in general in Miami, from uh, t- chatting with a few people and doing a little bit of research, looks like there's about approximately two years worth of inventory in the market there. So it's not, the market is slow. Um, the market is, is not, uh, I don't think the market is in, in danger of having a major collapse and crash like it did 10 years ago. Um, they made a lot of changes to the real, the condo market there. And, you know, you can no longer buy condos there with, you know, five, 10% down. Everything is actually, the, the deposits on these new projects is, are astronomical. You have to put, you know, by the time the thing is, is you put them installments over the construction, by the time it's built, a lot of these things, you're putting like 50% down. Um, so, you know, obviously right there, it, it is Miami. Miami is is definitely a playground for the rich. Um, why don't you just sort of like the money, like the, the the dollars? It just makes no sense at all. Like I'm sort of looking casually at the market, uh, just saying, you know, would it be a market to to buy a property in for myself or some kind of an investment? Uh, just casually starting to sort of think and look about that. Uh, just again, loving Miami Beach there. Um, it's just makes no sense. The numbers, you cannot stretch it, flex it, bend it. It just, you know, the numbers on, on this, on, on this, um, stuff on the, on the water, on the beach just makes no sense. I mean, just want to break down one example here for you. The, the, so when I walked into the open house, incidentally, there was some, uh, real estate brokers in there and, and they were having, you know, they had wine and champagne and, uh, hors d'oeuvres and cheese trays. And I'm going, Oh, what's going on? I step into you guys celebrating something. What's going on? I said, yeah, actually we are. We just sold a $13 million unit, uh, last week or something. They said, so they were getting together, uh, and celebrating that the real estate agents who were involved in the deal there. And, you know, I got chatting with them and incidentally, one of their clients apparently also owns, you know, high end properties in Toronto as well, uh, as well as in Florida. But uh, that's that's another story. But um, so they just were celebrating this thirteen million dollar unit. So I just looked up some of the stats on this unit. Thirteen million bucks. So I said, like, you know, what do you get for thirteen million bucks? And and you know, how how do these numbers kind of stack up as an investment? You know, spoiler alert: it, it doesn't work. Like as an investment, it makes no sense. Um, it's, it's just astronomical. Like, as I said, I told you that prices were starting from 1500 bucks a square foot. Well, this unit that sold, according to what I can tell, sold for over $4,000 per square foot, $4,000 per square foot in Miami. This is not uh, Hong Kong. This is not uh, London. This is not New York city. This is Miami over $4,000 per square foot. This is not on the hundredth floor of some crazy built. This is like tenth, eleventh floor type of a unit. Uh, nice building and everything, sure, but um, the price is just shocking. Thirteen million bucks. Uh, it's around f- just under four thousand. Uh, actually, it's only just over three thousand square feet, about thirty-two hundred square feet. When you do the math on just the maintenance fees alone, you're looking at I just roughly calculate looking about five thousand bucks a month just on maintenance fees. 60,000 bucks a year maintenance fees, 13 million bucks. I said, well, you know, I said to them, who's buying that unit? Like, and she's like, you know, the people are buying these units. They're just, 
wealthy people, mostly Americans, some from Latin America, but mostly Americans, she said. And they're only using it maybe a couple weeks a year. I'm thinking, like, this is like insane. I mean, I mean <laughs> it's just crazy to, the money that's being thrown around using, using something for a couple weeks a year. Like I did the math on this rough math here, 13 million bucks. What could you get instead of spending that 13 million bucks on this condo? What, what else could you do with that money? Well, if you said, I don't want to buy it. I just want to, I love this hotel. I love this, this location. I want to stay here a lot in the future. I want to bring my family, friends here, whatever it might be. And I love this place. I said, well, let's see, instead of buying that property, what if you just rented it as you needed it? Um, so let's say, as, as she said, they're just coming down for, say, two weeks a year. Well, how much would it cost to rent that same condo or something equivalent to that in that property per night? Well, I, I don't know exactly how much it would be, but I'm sure it would probably be less than $10,000, maybe five, $6,000 a night, something like that for a, a big, huge, massive suite there. Um, let's, but I said, let's just, let's say it's, it's not, let's say it is $10,000 a night, which is probably way less than that. But let's just say for argument's sake that it's $10,000 a night to rent a, a large unit like that. Um, instead of, so the 13 million bucks at $10,000 a night, you could rent out that property for 1300 nights, approximately for the price you paid for it, 1300 nights. So 1300 nights, let's say you wanted to rent it out, as she said, two weeks a year, you could rent that place out for 92 years, for two weeks a year, assuming no inflation. And of course, this is a kind of a ridiculous example. Don't, don't look too much into my math here, but just to give you an idea of, of the numbers, you could rent it out for two weeks a year for 92 years um, if you wanted to. Let's say you, you, know, you really loved it even more and you wanted to go there for four weeks a year instead of two. Most, you know, most people would never spend that much time there as a second or third or fourth home. But say you did for four weeks a year, you could rent that massive property out for 46 years at four weeks a year for the $13 million that you spent to buy it. Uh, so obviously nobody's going to be living and renting in a place for 92 or even 46 years. Uh, that's never going to happen. Um, incidentally enough with the condo fees being as they are 60,000 bucks a year, um, over, uh, over that, uh, 46 year period, say, let's say you want to rent it for a month every year for a month for 46 years, you could do that. You'd be saving $2.8 million, assuming the fees never go up. You'd be saving $2.8 million in condo fees over that 46 years, which if you put the $2.8 million into the rental, you could rent that place for a month for another 10 years, bringing you up to 56 years at four weeks a year for the amount of money that you spent Again, terrible math, but you get the idea. The, the numbers are um, just astronomical. Like it, to pay $4,000 a square foot makes absolutely no sense. It's, it's per, the person buying it obviously is a multi, 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 multi-millionaire, possibly a billionaire. Um, they don't care and they are not listening to this podcast either. They don't care what my opinion is, but I'm just giving you that example to um, 
to illustrate just how Miami, it's a playground for the rich. It is a city where there is just stupid money. I call it stupid money, just flying around on a whim. The, the, the irony of all this is, of course, they paid $13 million for it. It's probably going to appreciate in value that type of a property uh, over time. It's probably going to be worth more than $13 million in the future because there will be other crazy rich people who will want to buy that from that person in the future, and they will probably pay more for it in the future, despite my uh, you know, pleading with them to look at the math and to just rent something instead. Um, they, they're not going to do that. They, they want to own it. They want to have a foothold there. And, and that's just what they want to do with their money. And they don't give a crap what Andrew LaFleur thinks. And again, my point is leading up to the, what, what I'm leading up to here with this, with this illustration is Toronto is not such a city. Okay. Toronto has a long way to go before we are in that category of playground for the rich, stupid money type of a city. We're nothing like that. Miami is filled with, this is just one example, but Miami Beach and Miami area there, and even other areas around Miami as well, is full of buildings and, and places like this that are, and areas like this that are just in the stupid money category, money just flying into that area from all around the world. You look at the median income of the city of Miami, the people who actually live there, you know, it's, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's shocking, shockingly low for the real estate prices that exist there. And the reason for that is, again, all this money is coming into the city from elsewhere. Toronto is not in such a category as a city. We're not even close to getting there. Toronto real estate makes a ridiculous amount of sense still. Um, even if you look at our, uh, you know, five-star type properties, uh, they are ridiculously cheap compared to cities like Miami around the world. Um, Toronto is an international finance center. We have massive immigration. We're growing like crazy. People are coming to Toronto to live, to work, to build a family, to build businesses. They're not coming here to throw money around and be ridiculous and, and, and stupid with their money. Sure, a few people are. Sure, a, f a f couple of buildings. We have a couple of uh, playground buildings in our city and in our downtown and buildings that, and, and condos that don't make any sense. But they are in, you know, they're the 0.001% of our overall market. Um, our market is strong. Our market is stable. Our market is attractive. It's a, our city is an attractive place to, to live and to actually invest and to, to build a business, to, to grow a family, to have a life. This is not a playground type of a city. So, um, you know, we are, I just, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, maybe you did too. Hopefully you found this little story and little analogy interesting and useful. But yeah, again, my point here is, um, you know, for myself, sort of where my head is at after looking a little bit closer at Miami, not super close, but um, just doing a surface analysis of things there and the market there. And, and again, should I buy there or not? My thinking on the subject is basically, I'm going to continue to invest and make my money in Toronto and grow my wealth here in Toronto. I think it's the place to be absolutely. I think it makes our real estate market just makes so much sense for a large city compared to any other large city. So I'm going to continue to pour my money in here. And 
I'm going to take my profits and the, 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 the wealth that I'm growing and gaining over, over time, I'm going to take that. And that's going to be my, that's going to be my play money that I take, you know, and rent hotel rooms in Miami or New York or where else, you know, I'm not going to try to make my money in those markets so much as make my money in a market like Toronto and other markets that make sense and take the profits from that and use it to uh, fund my lifestyle uh, in terms of travel and, and other things in other areas. And I think that's sort of uh, just a philosoph philosophical point that I wanted to bring home to you, the listener, to you, the investor, um, as I get this question a lot as well, you know, should I, you know, should I invest in these other markets, these sexy markets like Miami, you know, should I, should I buy there? You know, wouldn't be cool. It's like, well, not really. I think my analysis to this point, I haven't seen, I haven't, been, I can, I'm open to be pr being proven wrong on this, by the way, if you have other information, please let me know. But, um, I don't think the numbers work. I think the numbers, uh, are on our side when we're investing here in our own backyard and we're making our money here. And with that profit, we can take it. We can, we can take our families and we can go enjoy um, vacations and trips and, and things in other places around the world uh, and come back here. And it's always great to come home. It's just, yeah, I mean, even if you're just crossing the border to the U.S., just something about coming back home to Canada, flying into Pearson, going through customs. Um, there's just something special about this place, this country. Uh, you can feel it when you're here. Um, I think most of you listening, if you've been anywhere else in the world, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that is why you want to continue to invest here, continue to put your money here. This is the place to be for real estate investment now and in the future. So let's keep doing it. Let's raise a glass to Toronto and um, we'll keep going to Miami and hopefully maybe next time I'll see you there. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, hope you enjoyed this one. A little bit different, but hope you enjoyed it. Share it with somebody that you know if you did. And until next time, happy investing. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.